Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hey there, friends. Who can believe that it's already the 4th of November? I don't know about you, but I feel like, how did this happen? I thought it was just October. And in the same way, I feel like it's been 2020 for about 20 years. Um, I feel like I am still mentally processing March, and here I am somehow in November wondering how in the world we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas with any kind of normalcy. Um, I find that this whole pandemic experience, while certainly interesting to say the least, uh, has proven to me that being part of a major historical event is massively overrated. I am just longing for things to be back to the way that they used to be in the sense that we don't have to wear masks everywhere and that my kids can go to school every day. I'm just um, hoping and praying that those days are sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, I know a lot of us are experiencing what they have started to call pandemic fatigue, which is just that overwhelming sense of meh. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I definitely have a whole lot of that going on. There are very real stresses of all of this, working from home, having the kids home, doing virtual school. I can't tell you what it felt like two weeks ago, the first time that my kids started going to hybrid school. Uh, They go on Thursdays and Fridays, and then they learn virtually from home Monday through Wednesday. And let me tell you guys, I love my boys. My boys are so cool. You've seen them online. You've seen them on the TV segments that I do. I've got my little chef who is baking things and constantly being his own entrepreneur. He has his own podcast, his own YouTube channel. He's got big dreams and he is just a fun kid to be around. Our other son, uh, Nathan from China, he is full of ideas. He is a really funny kid and they're both just a pleasure to be around and yet I have been around them 24-7 ever since March 13th and let me tell you, you know they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and you're always here (laughs) and so here we are. Uh, Here we are in our same four walls. We do obviously go out and do things Uh, but certainly not the way that we used to, and certainly with more caution. And so I think a lot of us are struggling with these things. We're struggling with all of the extra time that we have with our loved ones who we love desperately, but at the same time, we need me time. We need time away from even those people. We have the stresses of trying to do our jobs from home. We have the stresses of virtual school, which has been absolutely ridiculous and not by any fault of the teachers. Uh, My boys' teachers have been utterly amazing. My hat is off to them. They've been incredible and I am so grateful that I don't have to do what they have to do on a daily basis and yet virtual school is crazy. None of us ever expected to have to do this and you know let's be real it's not the best format for learning and teaching. I think teachers and students and parents all agree on that. This is not ideal by any means. And it's hard. It's absolutely just plain hard. And so I just wanted to start today's episode by saying 
that all of you who are feeling this way, you know, you're, you're feeling kind of trapped, you're kind of stuck, you're feeling like weary of all of this. You want time for yourself, you want to get out and do things, you're tired of putting on a mask even though you know it's the right thing to do, and you're just exhausted of all of it. And I want you to know that I see you, I get that, I feel it in my soul. I was talking to my husband yesterday and he was telling me how one of his customers at work was talking about his wife who supervises virtual schooling at home for their 12-year-old daughter and she was saying the same thing. I'm just exhausted because I am on duty, mom duty, 24-7-365 and I'm tired. And I told him, I said, tell her, I am with her, solidarity sister, like you are not dealing with all of this alone. We are all in the same boat. And I know your boat may look different from my boat, but all of the boats kind of stink right now. And I just thought that maybe today we would talk about three ways that we can beat this pandemic fatigue, three ways that we can hopefully try to put a positive spin on things and find a silver lining because otherwise it is tough. It is, especially as we're heading into the holidays, it's defeating. I know I, for one, was hoping all this would be over in June, let alone here we are in November and the end is not yet in sight. I don't think any of us really expected to be in this place as we are heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas time and all of the other winter holidays. Uh, But here we are. And so I wanted to take some time today just to talk about how we can hopefully turn this around a little bit. And even if we can't control what's going on in the world, we can at least control what's going on in our little world and hopefully make the best of what's certainly not an ideal situation. So my first tip for overcoming some of this pandemic fatigue is to craft a home that you love. We are all spending a whole lot more time in our homes than ever before. We're working from home, like we said, kids are doing school from home. We're just finding ourselves within our four walls a lot more than we ever have been. And one of the things that makes that a little bit more bearable is when it's a space that you actually enjoy being in. One of the ways that we can do this is by adding personal touches, things that bring joy to us, things that we love. I know we've talked before about my home decor style, which is coastal farmhouse. And the reason why I chose that is because I absolutely love the beach. It is my happy place. It's the place where I feel most calm. It's the place where I feel most spiritually connected to God. I feel like every time that I'm at the beach, I'm the best version of me because I'm the happiest. And Even though I don't actually live that close to a beach, maybe one day we have hopes of retiring to South Carolina, but that's a little ways off. And in the meantime, the best way that I can try to capture some of that and bring it into my daily life is through my decor. So I have signs all over my house that say things like salty kisses and starfish wishes. And I have, you know, sand dollars and starfish. And I have, you know, this color scheme where I have the teal colors of the ocean, signs that say heaven is a little closer at the beach, things like that, bringing in those nautical elements. Because when I see them, they just make me happy. They remind me of my favorite place. I was so bummed this year that we were not able to take our annual beach vacation. We, just because of the coronavirus, it was one of those situations where 
my husband's work had some rules that if you went to one of the hotspot areas, which over the summer South Carolina was, you had to quarantine for two weeks without pay when you got back. So not only would he be taking two weeks or his week vacation, he'd be taking two weeks on top of that when he got back. And we just couldn't afford to do that. And so we didn't take our trip, which was a huge disappointment to all of us. But at least I can have little pieces of the beach, things that remind me of it and bring me joy when I see them. I also, you know, I use turquoise or teal because it reminds me of the beach, but it's also a very calming color. Our home is done in teal and gray and other neutrals, um, some whites and blacks and browns, and it just gives off a peaceful vibe. I love it when friends come over to visit and will say, oh, it just feels so calm and so peaceful here at your house. And the best compliment of all is when they want to decorate their own homes in a similar way. I have a friend who has been having me help her redo their living room and kitchen, and she's bringing in a lot of those same elements that we have in our home. Similar colors, um, the nautical things, and I feel like that's a huge compliment to how she must feel when she visits our home because she wants to recreate it in hers. And trust me, with a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old boy and a dog and a cat running around, it's certainly not calm and peaceful here all the time. But the little things that we do, the decor that we choose, the colors, can all help to create or suggest a mood and a feeling for the overall home. Also, I mentioned, you know, surrounding yourself in your home with things that you love. And right now, let me just say this, put up your Christmas tree. If that's what's going to make you happy, get out your garland, hang up your stockings. So what if it's November the 4th? If you love Christmas, if you love this time of year and that brings joy to your heart, you know what? There's no Christmas police. I'm the last person who's going to tell you that you have to wait. You have to give the turkey his time. We can have Christmas from now until Thanksgiving Day. Take a break. Have Thanksgiving. Celebrate it all you want and then come back to Christmas. But, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of folks who want to say, you have to wait, you have to wait. But especially this year, we need joy more than ever before. If that's something that's going to make your heart happy, by all means, friend, there is no law against putting up your Christmas tree early. If it's a real one, you might run into some trouble. But if you have a fake one, go ahead, put it up, decorate it, look at it, enjoy it. You have to be at your house more anyway. And that actually can be a silver lining because we have more time to see and to enjoy those things that we put up for Christmas decorations this year. I know in the past, sometimes, especially when I was working outside the home, I'd be bummed because I would create this really beautiful looking home that I just want it to be in. And then I'd have to leave and be gone all day long and then just come home to see it a little bit at night. And I was like, oh, I wish I could just look at my tree all day. Well, now we can. So take that for what it's worth. Um, But I would just say, you know, I saw a meme the other day on Instagram, and it said, if you see me jamming to Christmas music, putting up my tree, just remember it costs zero dollars to worry about yourself. And I think that's kind of my attitude this year. Typically, I do wait until closer to Thanksgiving, (laughs) maybe not after, but closer. But this year, I just need to be happy. I've been watching Christmas movies. I have a confession here. I've been watching them since July. Hallmark did their Christmas in July special. And my husband and I have been (laughs) faithfully watching those. We're watching the countdown to Christmas movies now because there's just something magical about this time of year. And 
it does bring us extra joy. It makes us feel cozy and warm and like there's hope in the world. And above all things, isn't that what we need? So don't be afraid to decorate. If you really want to wait, that's fine. You do you. But if you don't, I would just encourage you to do what makes you happy and make your home space the most comfortable, warm, wonderful, calming, perfect place that you want to spend time because that's where you and your family are going to be spending a lot of time still over the next few months. So that's tip number one is do what you can with your decor, your colors, holiday decorations or whatever else it is to create a home space that you love. My second tip is give grace. And when I say that, I'm saying it to you for giving grace to your family and for giving grace to yourself. Let me just tell you, I have had to give so much extra grace to my family over the last couple of months, particularly my one son, because like I said, we are all here together all the time. And my older son is just by nature a very, very loud kid. I am by nature not loud at all. I do enjoy public speaking. I enjoy playing and performing music. But, you know, when we're talking about in the middle of a Tuesday, my happy place is working with my laptop on my lap. I'm sitting on the couch. I have the dog on one side, the cat on the other, and the house is quiet. That's how I like it. I get very distracted by noise. As much as I love music, I cannot listen to music while I do any of my work other than maybe edit photos. I can't type. I can't write. I can't even really do my art very well when I'm listening to music because I get so distracted by it. I love it. I want to sing with it. So I I just can't focus when all that noise is going on, whether it's good noise or bad. And my son is the exact opposite. He always always has to be making some kind of noise. He's stomping, he's clapping, he's whistling, he's snapping, he's saying random words over and over. I don't know why. I don't understand it. And it actually is a cause of some tension in our relationship because it's the complete polar opposite of who I am as a person. And it drives me up the wall. At the same time, I know that 80% of the time, he's not doing it to drive me crazy. Sometimes, yes, (laughs) definitely, yes. That's what 13-year-olds are for, right? But most of the time, he's doing it because he has an internal need for whatever reason that I do not understand to make the noise. It's self-soothing, I've been told. I don't know. That's not the way it works for me, but it works for him. And so I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, how to give extra grace in that area because if I let it get under my skin and I react, everything blows up and it's horrible for all of us for a while. So we have to learn to give grace to our family members because we're all together in this situation and anybody in the world, it doesn't matter if it's your absolute favorite person or your worst enemy, you're going to drive each other insane when you're together all the time. So Remember that your family members, for the most part, are not trying to make you go batty. Um, They're just doing their thing, and you're just doing yours. And I'm sure that there are things that I do that drive my son just as crazy as his noises drive me. And they're just part of who I am. They're things that I do. So just remember, (laughs) if possible, take a breath the next time that something happens. 
count to five, count to 10, just remind yourself that we all need a little bit of extra grace right now. And then I would also suggest or maybe insist that you extend that grace to yourself. I know that I tend to be very hard on myself when it comes to how I'm performing as a mom and a wife. I am a terrible housewife. I don't like to clean. I don't like to cook. It doesn't mean I don't do those things, although I do try to get my husband to cook whenever possible (laughs) or one of the boys. Um, I have also become good friends with my crock pot. I got a great new cookbook that's this rustic farmhouse uh, recipes that you make in your crock pot, all these yummy things. And I'm actually going to be doing an Instagram live with Allie, the author of that, um, coming up in the next week or so here. But, um, you know, crock pot meals are my best friend because I'm a horrible chef. But I look around and I'm like, oh man, another dinner out of a box or another dinner that only two of us will eat, not all four of us. There's, if I look around the room right now, there's shoes everywhere. I don't know why boys just leave their shoes. They just like walk out of them and they just leave them where they were. And it looks like they got raptured or something. They just disappeared, but their shoes are still here. There uh, is a lunchbox laying on the floor that probably still has food in it from last Friday. And there's backpack over there. There's a book that needs to be put in one of my son's rooms. And the throw pillows. Can we talk about that for a minute? Why do they think that the throw, instead of being an adjective, is a verb? They think it's a command, like throw the pillows. No, throw pillows. Can we please just leave them where they go? But no, they're always on the floor. They're always where they don't belong. Um, They move my tables so that they can, like, hit each other with things. They were having a lightsaber battle. They were doing balloon bop. And so my room is in just complete and utter disarray. Um, And... I get so frustrated because every morning I spend at least half an hour trying to straighten up the house and make it look better. And by this time of day, let's see, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. It's trashed. It's absolutely looks like a hurricane came through here and I'm defeated. The dog does not help. Um, His toys are strewn everywhere. And right now I see a couple of spare socks. He has a sock fetish. And so he'll just steal socks out of the laundry or off our feet or whatever he can do. And he just likes to chew them and then leave them all over the floor, which is really awesome. Thanks, pumpkin. So, um, you know, I just, I can't win this battle. And I look around and I feel terrible about it. I give myself a hard time and I'm like, thank goodness that people aren't coming over to visit right now because they would go home and tell all their friends what a horrible housekeeper Amy Latta is. And you know know what? They wouldn't. They really wouldn't because all of us are in the same boat. I bet all of our houses, at least those of us with kids and pets, we're in the same boat. We're feeling the same things. We're experiencing the same frustrations. I'm sure there are others of you who have your pillows on the floor too. And others of you who have children or maybe spouses who just walk out of their shoes and leave them where they were. Um, it's not a unique problem to my house. And I need to learn to give myself grace about that and say, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Our house is lived in. And one of these days when the boys are in college or they're out on their own, I'm going to wish the shoes were there. At least that's what I'm told. And I just wanted to encourage you to do the same thing and give yourself some grace. If you feel like you're failing at something, if you feel like, you know, because your house isn't perfect or because of other things that are happening during this difficult time, if you're having a hard time maintaining the work and personal life balance, that's it's so much harder when you're working from home to do that, isn't it? 
if that's you and you're feeling bad about that, like you're not giving enough time to your kids or your family or you're not giving enough time to your job or you're struggling with all the responsibilities, goodness, give yourself grace because we are all kind of just struggling. We're going day by day right now and we're just doing the best that we can and everybody feels it. I really think we do. And you're not alone. I just want to put that out there because it can feel really isolating. And I want to encourage you, give that grace to your family and to yourself because you really are doing okay. And the last thing I want to suggest for kind of beating these pandemic blues is to treat yourself. We all kind of thrive on, at least most of us anyway, rewards. Uh, We thrive on having something to work toward. We thrive on, you know, just being treated. And this is a great time to do that for yourself because by golly, you've earned it. If you are eyeing up a certain, maybe a new dress, or you're eyeing up a certain treat, a snack, a food, a dessert, something that you just really would like to have, or maybe there's a new book. You know, I heard there's a great new book coming out called Hand Lettering Off the Page. If you're eyeing that up or something else, And you're thinking, oh, but it's too much money. I just, I shouldn't spend that on myself right now. You know what? You buy yourself that book or that piece of home decor or that holiday decoration or that yummy edible treat or whatever it is, that makeup or nail polish or if you want a manicure, if you want a nice new haircut, whatever it is, treat yourself. You deserve it. We all deserve it for this year that we've been through. We're still here we're surviving, we're learning how to do it, we're learning how to cope, we're learning how to do things that we never expected to have to do. And I don't know, maybe some of us are thriving, but most of us are just kind of making it one day at a time. And for that, I applaud you. And I say, treat yourself. If you're waiting for permission, you just got it from me. Do something that's just for you. Because it's going to make you feel so much better. The other week, I got myself a new body scrub for in the shower, and it was like, oh, this is nice. It wasn't that expensive. It was not a big deal to anybody else, but it was a big deal to me because it just felt like a little bit of pampering, a little bit of something to say, you know what? Life's hard right now. Here's a little something. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, if we do it all the time and Amazon knows us by name and they are leaving 15 packages at our door every day, maybe then we have a problem to talk about. But if we're treating ourselves a little bit here and then, I think that that's something that can really help us to get past the pandemic blues. So those are the three tips that I have for you today. You can take them or leave them or do with them what you will, but I really feel like creating a home space that you love giving grace to your family and especially to yourself and occasionally treating yourself can really go a long way to combat that pandemic fatigue and just help all of us to feel a little bit better in what's still an uncertain and difficult time. I really hope that one or all of those tips helps you friends um, because that's really what I want to do, just encourage and come alongside you and say, this is hard, but we're going to make it. We always do, we always have, and we will again. So um, just take that encouragement, friends, and I hope that you head out and have a wonderful day. I am grateful that you chose to spend a little bit of it with me. Thanks for listening to Crafting and Coffee with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.